Praise the Lord Jesus Christ and uh, good evening. My name is Eliakim Nyandiko. I would like to welcome you to our Bible study. Uh, we have been studying the book of Mark and uh, we were on lesson 15 last week. And today we are on lesson 16. And uh, the Lord helping us today, we decide to complete uh, Mark chapter 10. Uh, we did a few points uh, just to remind ourselves where Jesus talked about divorce, uh, Jesus uh, wanting the little children to come to him, and the rich young ruler, uh, and that is where we ended up uh, last week. So I would like us uh, just for remembrance, uh, just to quickly read verses 32 to 50 again today, and then we can uh, quickly, as the Lord help us, uh, we'll conclude. I also request you. Uh, to read ahead, uh, because we, with the Lord help us, we will be trying to complete uh, a chapter per day. So let me read it. Uh, chapter 10, verse 32. They were on their way up to Jerusalem with Jesus leading the way, and the disciples were astonished while those who followed were afraid. Again, he took the twelve aside and told them what was going to happen to him. We are going up to Jerusalem, he said, and the Son of Man will be delivered over to the chief priests and the teachers of the law. They will condemn him to death and will hand him over to the Gentiles who will um, mock him and spit on him, flog him and kill him. Three days later, he will rise. Then James and John, the sons of Zebedee, came to him. Teacher, they said, we want you to do for us whatever we ask. What do you want me to do for you? He asked. They replied, Let one of us sit at your right and the other at your left in your glory. You don't know what you are asking, Jesus said. Can you drink the cup I drink or be baptized with the baptism I am baptized with? We can, they answered. Jesus said to them, You will drink the cup I drink uh, and be baptized with the baptism I am baptized with. But to sit uh, on my right or left is not for me to grant. These places belong to those for whom they have been prepared. When the ten heard about this, they became indignant with James and John. Jesus called them together and said, You know that those who are regarded as rulers of Gentiles lord it over them, and their high officials exercise authority over them. Not so with you. Instead, whoever wants to become great among you must be your servant, and whoever wants to be first must be slave of all. For even the Son of Man did not come to be served, but to serve and to give his life as a ransom for many. Uh, verse 46, Then they came to Jericho as Jesus and his disciples together with a large crowd were leaving the city. A blind man, Batamas, which means son of Timaeus, was sitting by the roadside begging. When he heard that it was Jesus of Nazareth, he, uh, he began to shout, Jesus, son of David, have mercy on me. Many rebuked him and told him, to be quiet, but he shouted all the more, Son of David, have mercy on me. Jesus stopped and said, Call him. So they called to the blind man, Cheer up on your feet. He's calling you. Throwing his cloak aside, he jumped to his feet and came to Jesus. What do you want me to do for you? Jesus asked him. The blind man said, Rabbi, I want to see. Go, say Jesus, your faith has healed you. Immediately he received his sight and followed Jesus along the road. Father, we thank you. 
We bless you, we glorify you, and we honor you, and we worship you, and we adore you. We give you all the praise, we give you all the glory, we give you all the honor. Thank you, Lord. I pray that the Holy Spirit, Spirit of the living God, will minister to us on this particular day. Oh, we pray and open our hearts to you, O Lord, in the mighty name of Jesus. Be thou glorified and be thou exalted. We worship you, Father. Let your word, O God, bring new strength, bring, O God, new revelation to us, O God, because, O God, only by the Holy Spirit can we receive the revelation of your word and that which you desire of us to hear and, O God, to practice. We love you, we worship you, and we adore you in Jesus' name. Amen, amen. Amen again. And um, if you remember, we had titled our message for chapter 10. Uh, definitely there are many things that with God, nothing is impossible. With God, nothing is impossible. With God, nothing is impossible. And um, as we concluded last week, we were talking about the rich young man and uh, how he went to Jesus asking what must he do? <laughs> You remember, uh, if you remember the, the verse, you know, uh, the verse, uh, uh, verse uh, 17. As Jesus started on his way, a man ran up to him and fell on his knees before him. Good teacher, he asked, what must I do to inherit eternal life? Why do you call me good? And uh, we were leaving it at the point whereby uh, we were just saying what Jesus was telling him. Uh, or his disciples, that it is difficult for a rich man to enter the kingdom of God. It is like, you know, the camel passing through the needle of an eye. And we said, you know, practically or physically, if you look at a camel and, uh, you know, uh, you look at a camel and the needle of an eye, uh, we saw that it is practically impossible. And Jesus finally is telling them that with man, these things are uh, impossible, but with God, all things uh, are possible. That is verse 27. Jesus looked at them and said, with man, this is impossible, but not with God. All things are possible with God. Hallelujah. Glory be to God. And uh, as we concluded, we say, we said that, you know, the riches and the things of this world uh, cannot earn us eternal life. But eternal life is by grace. It is by grace. Salvation to enter into the kingdom of God is by grace. And so uh, when we, our mindset is that we can earn it, you know, through the things that we have done. The rich man uh, was thinking, you know, even as Jesus told him, about the commandment, and he said, I've obeyed all that. I've done all that since my youth. You know, that's how he answered Jesus. Uh, this is what he said, you know. Teacher, he declared, all this I've kept since I was a boy. And so the young rich man thought that the things of God are by what they do, are by what they have kept. It was their effort, you know keeping the laws. It was sometimes by effort, but you know, salvation and entering the kingdom of God is by grace. It is not by us doing. It is not what we have done. It is not what we will do. It is just by the mercies of God that we are saved. And so for man, <laughs> there are things that are impossible because for a camel to go the needle of the eye is impossible for man. But with God, all things are possible. 
Is there something that you are going through that you feel is impossible? When you take it to Jesus, when you take it to God, all things are possible. In other words, we need to surrender it to God. It is not by right. It is not that we can earn it. It is not by how rich we are. When we focus much on the things of this world which are earned, you know, we can earn our degree, we can earn the riches, we can do all these things, you know, depending on how you work. You can earn maybe a certificate, a diploma, whatever level of education you have, or whatever wealth that you have, you might say, I've worked so hard, I've earned it, I've done it. (laughs) That is not how it is with the kingdom of God. And so Jesus said how hard it is for a rich man. In other words, a rich man who keeps his heart and focus that the riches can take him to heaven, that the way he has worked hard to get the riches is the same way he can work hard to enter into heaven. That is impossible. It is not anything that will be our doing or by our keeping. It is by the grace of God. So with God, all things are possible. Glory be to God. All things are possible. And you know, as we were saying last week, you know, a camel, maybe only if it was a spiritual thing. So God expects us to be changed by Christ, to be spiritual people so that we can enter heaven. It is not the physical things. The physical things can challenge us and draw us away from heaven. But when we earn the things of the Spirit through Jesus, by the grace of God, then it becomes possible. Amen. And uh, so now I want to jump, you know, now straight away to verse 32. And uh, verse 32 is where Jesus was predicting his death. And Jesus here, uh, the Bible says that they were on their way to Jerusalem and Jesus was leading the way, and the disciples were astonished, while those who were followed were afraid. You know, praise be to God. They had wanted, you know, to go and kill Jesus, but Jesus marched courageously, led courageously. Oh, hallelujah. He led courageously to triumphant entry into Jerusalem, the place where he knew his death was awaiting him. But Jesus was bold. He led courageously. Oh, that's what it says. They were on their way to Jerusalem with Jesus leading the way. Hallelujah, hallelujah. Jesus leading the way. Brothers and sisters, irrespective of what lies ahead of us, when Jesus is leading the way, oh, we can follow him courageously. We can follow him Oh, sometimes that maybe there is fear in our lives, but we know that when Jesus is leading the way, he will lead it courageously. Hallelujah. But what is it that was happening to the disciples? The Bible says, and the disciples were astonished. They were surprised. They were scared. (laughs) While those who followed were afraid. Oh, hallelujah. They were afraid. Brothers, sometimes, yes, we can follow Jesus while we are afraid. But one thing that is for certain, that is for sure, is that Jesus is leading the way. Our work is to follow him. 
ours is to follow him. And so the Bible records that again he took aside uh, the twelve and told them what was going to happen to him. We are going to Jerusalem, he said, and the Son of Man will be delivered over to the chief priests and the teachers of the law. They will condemn him to death and will hand him over to the Gentiles who will mock him and spit on him, flog him and kill him. Three days later, he will rise. Glory be to God. So Jesus was not afraid to face death. Jesus was not afraid to face the death penalty for you and for me. He was not afraid to face it. The Son of Man was going to Jerusalem, so he faced his challenge boldly that you and me can be saved. Why did Jesus have to die? He died that you and me had to be saved. Oh, he went through this, faced it boldly. Praise be to God that you and me can be saved. Hallelujah. Oh, when it is for the good, when it is for the good, oh, Jesus did everything for you and for me. Brothers and sisters, Jesus faced death courageously. Oh, and he gave us example to face the challenges of this world. When he's leading, we can face the challenges of this world boldly. Glory be to God. And so Jesus gave us an example to face everything that will come on our way. Brothers and sisters, in this journey, as we still wait to go to heaven, we shall still continue to face challenges. But we know there is one who already went through it, and his name is Jesus. We know how he led. We know how courageously he faced death and overcame it. So we know our Lord has led the way. Our Lord has led the way. So every challenge that will come on our journey, we need to face them courageously. And then the Bible continues, and there was one assurance that yes, Jesus would face death, but there was an assurance that he would rise from the dead. He would rise from the dead. Oh, this was, he knew it. He knew it even before he died. So even with us, as we walk this journey, we walk with confidence because we know him that we believe in overcame death and so shall we. Shall we too? Because he is the Lord God Almighty. Hallelujah, hallelujah. Glory be to God. So Jesus boldly approached Jerusalem, the place of his uh, suffering. Even as when we face uh, suffering, uh, our captain is ahead of us. Our captain, the Lord Jesus Christ, has already gone ahead of us. Glory be to God. And then the next one that we see is we see the request of James and John. And the request of James and John was that, you know, they were still thinking that the kingdom that Jesus was going to bring was the kingdom of this world. And so when you read verse 35, it says, Then James and John, the sons of Zebedee, came to him. Teacher, they said, we want you to do for us whatever we ask. What do you want me to do for you? They replied, let one of us sit on your right and the other you are left in your glory. You know, 
And then Jesus told them that they didn't know what they were asking for. And Jesus goes ahead to ask them whether they will drink the cup. I drink and be baptized with the baptism I am baptized with. But to sit on my right or on my left is not for me to grant. These places belong to those for whom they have been prepared. Brothers and sisters, the mindset of the things of this world, you know, the love. At that point, they were still thinking that the kingdom that Jesus was going to bring and his glory was of this world. And so they were asking with the mindset, you know, that the things that they wanted was, you know, maybe when the Jesus has overcome the Romans and is now reigning in the kingdom of Israel, having taken the throne of David, which they believed to be a physical throne, then they would were asking, can I sit on your right? Want to sit on your right? Want to sit on your left? And so their desire was for the very things of this world, the very rulers, the very rules of this world. And the Bible records that when the ten heard this, what did they do? They became indignant with James and John. Jesus called them uh, together and said, you know that those who are regarded as, um, as rulers, those who are regarded as rulers of the Gentiles, lord it over them, and their high officials exercise authority over them. Not so with you. Instead, whoever wants to become great among you must be your servant, and whoever wants to be first must be slave of all. For even the Son of Man did not come to be served, but to serve and to give his life as a ransom. Praise be to God. The difference between um, the, the secular world and all the other systems of rulership and authority that we have in this world is that for Christians, and we, as we said, you know, at the beginning of this study, we had said that the book of Mark is about Jesus being a servant, serving Praise be to God. And so the difference between the ministers of the gospel is that they are in the ministry to serve. <laughs> Praise be to God. You know, our politicians and every other people, many of them, yes, there might be exceptions of a few who are in politics to serve genuinely, to serve the people who have elected them. Rather, Many of them, they want to be served by the people. But God is telling us here, Jesus is telling them that, you know, that is for the rulers of this world. That is for the rulers of the Gentiles. You know, people who have not known God, they lord it over them. And their high officials exercise authority over them. However, for the kingdom of God, you know, Jesus gave us an example whereby we are supposed to serve. Praise be to God. So ours, the calling that we have is to serve, not out of what we will get, but rather out of what will we give to the people. What is it that God has put in you? What is it that God has put in me that I can give to the people? What is it God has put in you? God's desire is that that talent that he has put is in you is for you to serve others. Praise be to God. 
So Jesus is telling them that theirs is not to lord over people. Theirs is not for people to serve them. Rather, they should be in this for them to serve the people, for them to minister to the people, for them to take care of the needs of the people. So as ministers, as children of God, wherever we find ourselves, we should serve with the attitude of servanthood. The mindset that should be in us is the mindset of a servant, servant leadership. Glory be to God. So that is what Jesus desires of you and me, that we be servant leaders, a people who serve so that they can give that which God has given to them. So if you are a teacher, teach it what God has given to you, not expecting anything in return. A pastor the same, evangelist the same, a prophet the same, apostle the same. That is what God has called us to be, to be servant leaders, to serve the people, not the people to serve. As children of God, wherever you are, you might be in a leadership position. What does God expect of us? To serve, to serve, to serve and to serve. And so that is what Jesus told them, that not so with you. Instead, whoever wants to become great among you must be a servant. So servant leadership lifts people. Praise be to God. So whoever wants to be great must be a servant. If you want to be great, you must serve. Wherever you find yourself, God desires of us to serve, to serve not because of what we will get in return. And when we are in positions, we should not lord it over other people, authoritarian, trying to harass people, do this and that and that and that. You know, there are people that once they are in authority, they start to harass even the people that they are supposed to serve. So our positions are to serve. And so Jesus gives us an example, and this is what it says. Verse 45, for even the Son of Man did not come to be served, but to serve and to give his life as a ransom for many. Praise be to God. Why did Jesus come? Oh, Jesus himself gave us an example that he came to serve, serving to the point of death, giving his life as a ransom, paying for our sins. Praise be to God. Serving until he gives his life as a ransom. Can we serve others to that level? Can we serve others to that level? Oh, we can, we might not, but Jesus gave us an example that he did not come to serve. He did not come to be served, but rather to serve. So for the Son of Man did not come to be served, but to serve, and to give his life as a ransom for many. So Jesus gave his life as a ransom. He paid the price for you and for me. That is the greatest level of servanthood. Where the servants were supposed to die, where you were supposed to die, where I was supposed to die, he died for us. He died for us. He served the jail term or he served the sentence that we were supposed to serve on our behalf. My glory, her glory be to God. 
Glory be to God. Serving. And then the sentence that we were supposed to take, he went ahead and took it and died and served it on our behalf. Praise be to God. And the final part of it uh, is uh, this, this, uh, there is a story about the blind Batamayas. Uh, and uh, Batamayas here, he was, uh, they came to this place called Jericho. And Jesus and his disciples was with a large crowd. And, you know, they were going into Jerusalem. So they had just left. You know, they were just coming to Jericho. And as Jesus and his disciples together with a large crowd were leaving the city, a blind man, Batamayas, which means son of Timaz, was sitting by the roadside begging when he heard that it was Jesus of Nazareth, he began to shout, Jesus, son of David, have mercy on me. Oh, hallelujah. We know that Bartimaeus finally received his sight by faith. But a few things about Bartimaeus that we can learn from. Number one, he recognized who Jesus was. He recognized who Jesus was. You know, Jesus had been promised, David had been promised that he, one of his seed would rule forever and would take his seat. But, but Amaz, despite the fact that he was physically, you know, that he was blind, but deep in his spirit, when he was told that it is Jesus of Nazareth, glory be to God. And so sometimes our physical limitations should not limit our spiritual limit uh, spiritual um uh, 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 abilities praise be to god and so he was blind but when he had when he had that it was jesus of nazareth i believe he, he used the ears he had had who jesus was i know he had heard of how david's son was to come and take over. So when he heard it was Jesus, he called on the name of Jesus, who is the Savior. Brothers and sisters, irrespective of what we are going through, we need to recognize who Jesus is. We need to recognize the authority of Jesus. We need to recognize the power of Jesus. And so he recognized Jesus. And so he called him, Jesus, son of David. Jesus, son of David. Oh, David was the one, you know, so to say the kingdom was finally, you know, settled by David. We know Saul was a king, but David, he was not able to settle the entire kingdom. But when David came, he kind of settled the whole kingdom. So here, he knew. We see him, he knew. And what does he say? Have mercy on me. Have mercy on me. He gives us an example. When we go to God, there is nothing that we deserve. Nothing. I deserve nothing when I go before God. So I need just to go to him and ask for his mercy. Ask for his mercy. Oh, how do you go to God? We go to him asking for his mercy. For we do not deserve anything. It is just by the mercies of God that we get what we can get when we pray. It is not because we are righteous. It's not because we are anywhere better. It is just by the mercies of God. 
So he recognized that whatever he deserved or whatever he was to get from God would be only out of mercy. And so we see many rebuked him, but he shouted all the more, Son of David, have mercy on me. Brothers and sisters, oh, we need to be persistent in our prayers like Bartimaeus. When you have something that you need from God, do not give up. Let not people discourage you. Do not give up. Bartimaeus never gave up. The more the people rebuked him, the more he shouted, Jesus, son of David, have mercy on me. Brothers and sisters, if there is anything you are going through, even when people have been discouraging you, you can still shout more to the Father. You can still praise Father to the Father and ask him to have mercy on you. Let not people discourage you. Let me not be discouraged. He was not discouraged. So what we see of him is that he was never discouraged. So number one, recognizing God. Number two, knowing that whatever we are to get from God is just by his mercies. Number three, to be persistent. You see, many rebuked him and told him to be quiet. But he shouted all the more, son of David, have mercy. So being persistent in our asking from the Lord, in our asking from the Lord. And Jesus stopped and called him. Oh, Jesus, who is merciful, he will stop and call you. So they called to him, the blind man, cheer up on your feet. He's calling you, throwing his cloak aside. He jumped to his feet and came to Jesus. Brothers, when we receive the call from God, when we receive the call from Jesus Christ, we need to put aside anything that might weigh us, anything that might hinder our movement, anything that we have been clothing ourselves with, <laughs> that might not make us to move as fast. You know, the sins that do so easily entangle people. There are sins that can easily entangle you. There are even clothes that you can put on and you can find these clothes entangling you. And so you might not even move. Instead of moving, the cloth might just, you know, entangle you and you fall. <laughs> Praise be to God. So we should put aside some of these things. So what we see um, Batimaeus doing, Batimaeus decided that these clothes, these clothes here, I will put them aside. I will remove it. <laughs> I will remove it, throw it away so that I can move with speed to reach the Lord. Oh, hallelujah. Hallelujah. Glory be to God. Glory be to God. You know, that is what uh, uh, I remember uh, our sister on Friday was also reading, you know, um, Hebrews chapter 12. Therefore, since we are surrounded by such a great cloud of witnesses, that is Hebrews 12, 1, let us throw off everything that hinders and the sin that so easily entangles and let us run with perseverance the race marked out for us. So what does Bartimaeus do? He throws away those clothes those things that were could hinder him, and he runs to Jesus. Brothers, when we are going to the Lord, let us put aside everything, every sin, everything. Let us put them aside. So he throws away this clock. Uh, that is what he says. Cheer up on your feet. He's calling you. Throwing his clock aside, he jumped to his feet and came to Jesus. So as we go to Jesus, as he has called us, I know he has called you, he has called me. 
So Jesus required, you know, like Bartimaeus, we can learn that those things that can entangle us, those things that can make us fall, <laughs> we throw them off. They might be valuable. <laughs> some of them, they look very valuable. You know, some of the clothes, the way the people perceive you, the way the people see you, and you know, even pride can come. You are clothed with pride. And so even your move to Jesus is entangled. You need to throw it away. Whatever sin it is, or whatever it is that might make you feel heavy, could be anger, could be any form of discouragement, anything that will weigh you down. We need to throw it aside. So we see him throwing it aside, and the man, blind man uh, said, Rabbi, uh, then Jesus says, what would you want me to do for you? Jesus asked him. Brothers, we need also to be specific when we are praying to God. We need to be specific. Jesus asked him, what would you want me to do for you? Yes, he said, have mercy on me. Not that God does not know, but God desires of us to be specific. If you are hungry, tell him I'm hungry. <laughs> you know, And this is what he said. What would you want me to do for you? Jesus asked him. The blind man said, Rabbi, I want to see. I want to see. What a wonderful request that I want to see. I trust many of us would want to see and much more to see Jesus. So whatever is blinding us, may we ask the Lord, tell him I want to see. I want to see, Lord God Almighty, your doings in my life. I want to see, open the eyes of my spirit, open my spiritual eyes, Lord, that I see. We can see when we go to Jesus. So he tells him, he's specific. So whatever is troubling you today, be specific and tell the Lord, what would you want him to do for you? In your prayers, as we cry for mercy, he's merciful. But let us also be specific. So Jesus tells him, go, said Jesus. Your faith has healed you. Immediately he received his sight and followed Jesus along the road. Oh, glory be to God. Jesus told him, your faith has healed you. May we lift our faith that Jesus is well able to accomplish and do that which we are asking him. Brothers and sisters, Faith is important. Faith, believing that what we ask of God has come to pass, has happened. Oh, it is important. May we lift our faith in Jesus Christ today. Whatever you are asking in prayer, lift your faith. And Lord will declare your faith has healed you. Receive whatever you desire from the Lord by faith. Even as Bartimaeus went by faith, recognizing him. Jesus is telling him, go, your faith has healed you. And finally, what does he do? Immediately received his sign and followed Jesus along the road. Brothers and sisters, it is a wonderful thing that when the Lord has done something for us, let's keep following him. Let's follow him. Let's not turn back. Let's not turn to the left. You know, he was blind. He couldn't see. But now the Lord gave him sight. Let's, he decided, because now I can see. I will follow Jesus. 
brothers and sisters, there are things that you have desired. When God gives you something, follow him. When you are prayed and the Lord has lifted you, follow him. May we follow the example of Bartimaeus. He asked of the Lord. The Lord gave him, restored his eyes. And what does he do? He followed Jesus. When the Lord has done it for us, let us follow Jesus. When you pray and God gives you something, when he promotes you from one level to another spiritually, do not disappear from him. Do not stop to follow him. It is the best time to follow Jesus when he has done it for you and for me. Let's pray. Father, we thank you. We bless you. Thank you, Jesus, that you died and you died for us. You gave your life as a ransom for each and every one of us. So I pray, Lord, for those who have not received you, that they will, oh God, receive you, open their hearts unto you to receive you as Lord and Savior. And Lord, help us, oh God, even as we have known you, even as you have saved us, you have had mercy on us, you have kept us, you have healed us. Oh Lord, may you perform your miracles upon your children, those who are listening today. We pray, Lord, that we will be servants. We will demonstrate, oh God, servanthood in the service of the Lord. Help us, our Father and our God. We worship you. We honor you. We give you praise and we give you glory in Jesus' name. Amen. God bless you. God bless you. And meet you again next week. Amen.